from Mortar to Hogwarts to Gotham, the nerds have come together to create a show for nerds by nerds. Join nerds doing nerd things as they talk about all things nerdy. Stay up to date on the show by liking the Nerds Doing Nerd Things Facebook page. Now it's off to the show. Take it away, nerds. What's up, nerds? Welcome to Nerds Doing Nerd Things, where we're going to celebrate Black History Month in awesome style. Um, with me tonight, we have, I have no idea which direction I'm going. We're going to go with AJ first, because I don't know where anybody is placed. Hi, I'm in top middle. Susie, you are that way. James is that way. Megan is down that way. And Rob is there. So our screens are the same for once. You guys are all up here. Okay, so next to me is AJ. Hi, everybody. And then next to me is James. (laughs) Hi, James. And then we we have our uh, resident nerd friend. Which one? He's the only one with a beard. Uh, Well, screw you, AJ. I never freeze. (laughs) Did he freeze? AJ is questioning his social status because mm. he does not have as much of a beard as Rob does. I mean, I did until I fucked up. It's okay. Oh, it, it must hurt, doesn't it? It'll just... grow in when you become a man. So nice to have another girl here today, Megan. Oh. I actually get to have another girl here. Say hi, Megan. She is. She's oh, saying, hello, she's everybody. Like a, she's like, a, she's like a, on Internet Explorer. Like, She's on special lag mode. Don't make fun of her. I thought it was net zero back in the day. Oh, hey, whoa, whoa. I used to shut up. <laughs> I felt hella attacked from that. <laughs> so because it is Black History Month and I know we're at the end of Black History Month and we're doing this, it's Black Panther. And it is played by Chadwick Boseman. So I have asked the whole group to come up with their favorite memory or their favorite story of Chadwick Boseman. That could be from Black Panther or one of the other movies that he has starred in. Um, James told me a really good one today. Um, And yeah, we're just going to go around Robin around the table and go from there. Uh, AJ, you want to go first? Or you forgot? No, I didn't forget. While Black Panther, the movie, was really great, my first view of him was in 42 when he played Jackie Robinson. And he knocked that role right out of the park. Full pun intended. Literally and figuratively. No? No no baseball reference? Ha ha. I got it. (laughs) I understood it. <laughs> Nobody else did, but I understood it. <laughs> okay. I got it. I understand football and I understand baseball. There's about the only two, no, and soccer. I, I don't understand most of the other sports. See, I still don't understand soccer. If I, wanted to, if I wanted to watch a bunch of people run around 90 minutes and try to score, I'd take my buddies to a bar. You do that by watching football. And James, what's your favorite uh, memory or story from Chadwick oh, Boseman? The one I was telling you earlier about how 
he originally starred on General Hospital and he was playing a generic, I would say, druggy. And he felt it was too stereotypical. So he asked for a bigger role. He was let down and fired from the show. His publicist told him that he was about to be blacklisted because he was hard to work with. Not taking this as a no, he proceeded to keep going. And we got him where he is now from James Brown to T'Challa. I didn't know that about General Hospital. Um, I remember that because as I was sitting down there earlier looking for a background, my mom goes, oh, my God, I remember him. And I was like, oh, from what? And she's like, General Hospital. And then as soon as she said that, it just brought that whole entire story back to me. No kidding. So we could thank my mom for that. Thank James's mom. Rob, do you have a favorite memory or story from of Chadwick Boseman? Yes, kind of. Uh, it, it has to do with grandma. <laughs> okay. <laughs> James had that, oh yeah, there's James's, oh, you better not. <laughs> no. I'm a little scared of where this is going because I- Oh I, shit, I know where this is going. Grandma. So Chadwick- <laughs> Chadwick Boseman was on All My Children. God. Now, Grandma's old. 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 And uh, let's just say she was not happy to see Chadwick Boseman on her program. (laughs) Throwing open a window. It just got a little racist in here. (laughs) Just a little tiny bit. Um. Megan, do you have a favorite memory or story about Chadwick Boseman that's a little less racist? Hey, it wasn't me. I'm just going to say it wasn't me. <laughs> well, I really didn't get introduced to Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman until Black Panther. So, you know, I didn't really know much about him, but I think he really definitely you know, pulled off the character very well, you know, to the best of his ability, and did a phenomenal job at it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can only picture him as Black Panther now. I I can't imagine anybody else as Black Panther. Hold on, I have to look something up. Because, um... Hold on, she's looking something up. I, I have to look something up, because he... Um, James popped my curiosity bubble. My curiosity bubble, and I had to go. I mean, I could have also been wrong about the show. I could have been all my children. It was either or. No, no, it was all my children. He wasn't all my children. Uh, he was Reggie Porter Montgomery, number one. How many names? But he Reggie was number one. one. I was just about to say. <laughs> I want to apologize in advance to everyone out there for my lack of background. You're but not- it, it was just not working. Nah, you're fine. Oh, Your background is okay. just the office. So I don't have. Okay. Other than background, I didn't really have an introduction to Chadwick Boseman except just T'Challa. But one of my favorite things about Chadwick was the roles he took on. So after he was in Captain America Civil War, he was Marshall. He was Thurgood Marshall in Marshall. And I personally don't remember what that's about, but it was, it was, if I remember correctly, it's about a court case. 
and yeah. you just see him increasingly like getting more um serious more um oh my god there's a word um more important no demanding roles um so he's not playing like second fiddle he's he's being a prominent but look at the people he played leader and like one of the last um things that we will see him in is his voice is in the what if series for marvel but ma rainey's black bottom which now i want to go find because it came out last year and i haven't seen it yet and 21 bridges but that came out two years ago i have a list of movies like massively long that i need to watch so this podcast actually helps me look at his major roles that he has done james brown jackie robinson t'challa they are big staples in history marshall too marshall thurgood like thurgood marshall i remember like i remember learning about him in history so i am actually gonna go find that movie and go watch it um but to see when i watched black panther the first time i went and researched him and i was like oh these are really cool these are dope haven't had time to watch the movies so i haven't but it's really interesting to learn that and then to find out that he did these demanding roles and fought cancer at the same at the same time time. god raises a lot that raises that doesn't raise my opinion of him because it was already really high but it really shows to me that you can do anything that you set your mind to you do not need somebody to validate you as a person you are your own person and you can succeed in doing anything you want to do when finding out he was battling cancer and doing these roles i decided to go rogue and look up who else has gone through cancer and continued to do roles and one of the people or two people uh, that popped up was Bernie Mac and the other one not a black person not anybody like this but Maggie Smith I knew about Maggie Smith because she was doing it at the same time she was doing Harry Potter yes and she would that take sets to do chemo right yep. on set. Mm-hmm. But it was, I think for me, it was the demandingness of the role. So like Minerva McGonagall is a demanding role and she fought cancer and did this role. But it was, he did a lot of his own action sequences. He like, like <sighs> mind blown. Mm. Like he just, he raised the bar. He raised the bar. He was so good in his roles. A lot of people can't see anybody else playing them. Exactly. So. Which is very, which is very unfortunate that we no longer have Chadwick Boseman. Um, but to go along with that history month, um, because I'm going to tag off of that, not really tag off of that a little bit, but to go along with Black History Month, part of the reason Black Panther is such a great Black History Month movie is the amount of um, representation yeah, in thank the movie. You. Thank you. I was trying to find the right word, and the right word was escaping me. 
So really hoping somebody jumped in there. <laughs> okay, tag team. Yeah, pretty much. Ow, um, I just nailed that earbud in way too far. Oh, oh, oh I'm missing the piece. That that's that's not good, AJ. That's no, not continue. good. I, I okay. have it. Um so is there anything you guys would like to add about Black History Month or like a movie that really hit you hard during this month other than Black Panther? It's not a movie, but it's a TV series. Static Shock. <gasps> yes, and you can watch yeah. it on HBO Max. Oh my God. I'm literally going to sit and binge watch the whole season, the whole series, because I love Static Shock. Uh, it was one of my favorite. Mine's Men in Black, the animated series. Which, funniest thing is, these two are just premiering on their streaming services. Uh, Men in Black is on Sony Pictures streaming. And as Susie said, um, (laughs) Static Shock is on HBO Max. Mm -hmm. Why can't we just have one streaming service for all these awesome cartoons? Because we like making you work for it. I just watched... um... Judas and the Black Messiah actually last, not last night, actually earlier this morning. Holy shit, was it good? I see why it actually got like a seven out of 10. Yeah, I have to watch that when I'm not at work. And that's right now where I'm watching all of my movies. Like I literally sat and watched The Mummy because I was bored. It was funny because I had the option of watching it on HBO or Amazon and both were like promoting the crap out of it. So I was like, if it's this good, I have to watch it. And Shook me to my core, actually. So yeah, Megan, you got anything for? Not really. Go Black Panther, Wakanda forever. (laughs) 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 All right. So what we're gonna jump into is that list Susie brought up. That you know we're half hour in and now just getting to. But you can't rush a perfection of a movie that this is. And I, I think everybody here, we want to honor Chadwick Boseman as much as possible. So I know I'm we gave gonna, him. I'm just going to fight AJ. It's fine. Fight me. There's no reason to fight me. But I know we honored him at the end of another episode we did. So mm-hmm. let's let's talk about Black Panther and why Chadwick Boseman is one of the best points in the MCU with this character. This is going to be one of the hardest movies for me to talk about. So Same, just here. An FYI. Same here. That is the only reason um, why um... So we're, we're, we're going to throw the ball to James to start off. So I, I'll ask the questions, but James, I'm going to make you start the Please topic. ask the questions, yeah. <laughs> yes, I do ask the questions here. Not not AJ today. Me, me ask the questions today. Um, so what were your thoughts on the opening of Black Panther with T'Challa's father and his uncle? Honestly, I have to say it was very interesting because I was trying to figure out where it was going to play into a huge factor of the story seeing how that one night led to this hell of a journey in general. And I got to say, like, one, 
can we talk about how first off his father's suit looked really badass? I actually really admired it. I actually have found a picture for that I would have used for tonight that um, had his father's Black Panther mm-hmm. suit with Tatala's next to him and Shuri and Nakia and um, Okoye all standing around him. That sounds dope. You got to post it on her page. Yeah, if I can find it again, I'll post it. It was really cool. Um, Rob. Your thoughts on the opening scene with uh, his father and his uncle? It goes back to a classic running theme with uh, all Marvel comics. You make your own villains. You're who you are. Well, not who you are. Um, The mistakes of the past always compound themselves on yourself. On either the sins of the father going under the sins of the son or your own past sins hitting home, like the Greek tales of hubris. Uh, and you see this with T'Challa and T'Chaka. T'Chaka not only made Killmonger, he allowed the perpetuation of the entire society that made Killmonger a problem. I'm going to tell you the only thing that's going through my mind right now. What? And I will find the exact quote um, while Megan's talking. Um, now, we've all seen The Lion King. Oh, I know where you're going with this. So, as Rob's talking, I'm just thinking about the fact that Rafiki, we, we, we grew up with Huka Matata, means no worries. And all I'm thinking about is Rafiki. The past can hurt, but you can either run from it or learn from it. That is the exact quote. So you don't wow, have to go look it, up. Right. Ah, let's look it up. And that's, that's literally all I'm thinking about now, like with what you were saying, Rob, because they really do. They make their own enemies. And do they learn from it, though? No. That's the bigger no. question. Yeah, right up until the very end, it was basically uh, T'Challa fighting against the past. His father's mistake. His father's mistakes and his own mistakes. His own hubris thinking, I have earned this. I had there, there, there are no flaws with being this king. Mm. Yeah. So just my food for thought on yours. Um, Megan, what about you? Well, like James, I was wondering exactly where they were going to take it for the story. So you kind of, it kind of sets the story, if you will, and, you know, about what's going to happen later and, you know, pretty much them fighting to avenge their parents and what happened. So it's kind of a very major point in the story. I have to agree with that. It's it's definitely a major point in the story. I like how they open it though. So, because you see one of the issues that's 
prevalent through the whole thing is how the Waka- I'm going to say the Wakandan people. I'm not saying that to generalize anything. I just, I'm not comfortable putting race as a factor here because it is a factor. Um, and how those people were treated in other mm-hmm. countries. Um, and that caused like a huge drop disappeared. Um, <laughs> that, that caused like a huge thing. And there we go, mind powers. And like, you see that that they're they're it's it's like the arms race with the um, mm-hmm. you know figuring out how to help their people defend themselves, and you know you grew up in the '90s and you hear about all these gangs and you all this stuff. So for me personally, like while I didn't grow up with any gangs really in my neighborhood, I knew that there were gangs there, and that's all that I was thinking about is like people protecting their own. And I was like, okay, well, where are you going with this? Like, how does this relate to the story? Like, you just killed your own brother. Like, how does this relate to the story? I don't understand. So it was it was interesting to see how they took it and that they brought that little but little piece in there because um, it becomes crucial later on. Uh, AJ. Mm-hmm. So beginning for me is I think T'Chaka had to talk to his brother to see why he was doing it but the fact of the way he handled it i don't think was good yes he had a gun pulled on him yes he killed his brother but he also left his brother and nephew there it would have been something to take um his brother i can't think of his name somebody help me out here give me a minute keep going and young Killmonger with them back to Wakanda because he was, I would think the kid was pretty much abandoned. Najobu, but I think the kid was pretty much abandoned in Oakland when, yes, he was learning about Wakandan ancestry and everything, but you just left him there with his father's body, as he says in the movie. That he found his father with claw marks in him. And I think from that day on, like right there, is the birth of Killmonger and into what happens. So I think that was T'Chaka's failure that eventually became um, T'Challa's issue that he had to overcome. Um, yeah, but at the same time, like it was a it was a moment of decision and I'm not sure that, that the King fully realized that he was leaving the son there without any parents. Hobby did though. Yes. Yeah. But I don't think the King realized it. And so if you don't tell, like we don't speak. So I feel like they're both at fault for that. And uh, so Zuri knew that the mother wasn't in the picture. But it's, I think it was just a moment of like bad decision making and not thinking about, you know, possible consequences down the line. Oh, and there was consequences. And yeah, I was right. It is Njobu is is the uncle, is Kimonger's father. It's just very unfortunate that steps were taken some 
as a king, he probably thought they were necessary, but uh, with moral input there, you should really have thought past your actions and not just, all right, done and let's leave. Um, absolutely. So what are your uh, thoughts, Susie? I already said my thoughts. Okay. <laughs> well, all righty then. You're doing great. You're, you're doing you're doing fantastic over there. You want to take another shot while we're at it? How'd you know that's what I was going to do? <laughs> I am psychic. Definitely on the good foot there, man. Wait, wait, wait. You said psycho, right? You said psycho. No, I said psychic. Well, I think you're saying it wrong. It's psycho. Oh, well, I think you should check your phone. That's what I think. Right, and that is definitely... Cool point? That, that is definitely not a shot, but okay. Um, so we all know him going to get Nadia. Nakia. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. The first time it's Nadia. I'm going to look it up because my brain's not working right I now. Think I think it's Nakia. I Nakia. think so. Nakia. Yeah, Nakia. Yeah, because I always thought, oh, hey, that sounds like Nokia. Yep. So I'm yeah. not the only one. Okay, good. I'm not going Nakia. to help. She's above my head. <laughs> okay, my head. Um, or behind my head now. Um, what are your thoughts about the rights to rule, like the ritual behind what they have to go through in order to be crowned king, even though you know, line of succession and everything says that he is the next like he is king. Like, what did you think about that whole ritual behind him actually getting the throne? Badass. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't, I didn't hear anything. You didn't hear anything? No, like, I didn't hear what she said directly after you said badass. Like, I said oh. James. Oh. That's what I said. I said James. I said at the same time he was saying badass, so no wonder you didn't hear me. Honestly, I really, I like the idea of a contest that's kind of more or less of a challenge. Because it, one, proves to see if he's really actually truly worthy of, you know, the throne. And he's able to accept any challenge coming his way. And it also shows anyone else that's able to not one-up him, but able to best him in a way. To prove that they themselves deserve it more. It's, okay. it's interesting, but I love it nonetheless. I think it's badass. <laughs> Definitely badass. Uh, Rob? I found it odd. It was an interesting dichotomy of the super advanced civilization using barbaric means to prove a line of succession. You have so much amazing technology, and yet you're deciding who rules your country based on who can beat each other the hardest. <laughs> I got nothing to. to because you're right. And, and But I have to wonder if it has more to do with how their country started with the five tribes and that's why they do it more so than the fact that they have all this technology. Again, it, it, it's the dichotomy. Super yeah. advanced civilization that lauds itself on being more advanced than everyone else and yet socially they are more regressive 
with a monarchy and what many would call a state of barbarism where they would choose their leaders via death match. It... So let me throw this at you. Let, let, just I'm just poking the bear with this. Yes, you are absolutely correct. But what happens if it has more to do with the representation of the Black Panther as more of a not as more of a leader? Like, can you represent us as Black Panther? Be- yeah, and that's, that's being where, our king. That's where this comes in because that's it's a very African thing. Most well, I wouldn't. I I can't generalize. But in history, there have been a lot of African kingdoms that have done that. And I, I don't think it was the Ashanti, but they, Black Panther is essentially an amalgamation of all the major tribes that were in African history, but they succeeded against all odds because they had super advanced technology. Mm-hmm. So they this dichotomy comes into play because they focus on the tradition of these African peoples. Yeah. So it, it becomes a fight of progression versus tradition, essentially. Which is basically a theme of the movie itself. Yes. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, Megan. Well, I think you know, James said it perfect. It's pretty much about, you know, seeing if, you know, he's worthy enough and ready enough to accept the throne and, or, you know, or if, you know, and if he gets beat, then he obviously wasn't worthy and ready enough to accept his place on the throne. I think it's also to piggyback off of you, Megan, um, mm-hmm. I think it's also the right to wear the mantle of Black Panther. Because That's what I was getting at. In Wakanda, in, in their culture, um, Black Panther is not just the king, he's also the warrior. So he has to be able to defend right. his country and lead it. Um, mm-hmm. And so by doing it the by the barbaric method, because I'm going to call it the barbaric method now, um, yeah um he shows that he he has that capability to do what is best for the country versus what he thinks is best for himself though as we prove later that that method doesn't work being able to hit someone really hard does not equal their ability in statesmanship yes um aj you got anything to add no, I kind of piggybacked off of what Rob said because I think it more have had something to do with being able to be the protector of Wakanda and it seems like they were pushing that for first before anything else. Don't mind my face. It's going to make very weird uh, in pain <laughs> symbols. My hip is killing me right now. James, did you throw your input there? Yes. Yeah. He did? So, yeah. since we've gone work. through everybody, we Drum have roll, another person ready to join us. We have another Drum challenge roll. for throwing the Black Panther? <laughs> when he wants... When it's... And...
Yes. <gasps> Guys, we're in the wrong movie. Wait, I thought Ultron you were dead. I thought Ultron was dead. And his background's Venom. Wait, what? I'm back, oh. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Ultron 2 Electric Boogaloo. Okay. It's me, so, Ultron. So, um, Will, if you're okay with this, I'm just going to keep going down the list of bullet points so we don't have to backtrack. Go for it. Okay. Yu-Gi-Oh! took too much time. Oh my god, I can't believe you had 13 players. Um, I topped, though, so it's fine. So, in the Black Panther universe, or the Marvel universe, there are tribes. Um, and we see the water tribe, the um, river, river tribe. No, that's Okay, okay, you corrected me. I'm sorry. Um, but we see all the, the tribes there. The merchant tribe, the river tribe, the... Border. Border tribe. Um, what were your first um, impressions of the tribe? And Rob's going to sit there and name them all because he can. Um, <laughs> and the way they presented themselves. Rob, would you like to go first so you can name them all for me? You have to look them up. No, I didn't. I knew four of the five. I didn't know the fifth. Oh, okay. And that's the five that T'Challa is from, I believe. Yes, it is. Um, Merchant tribe, border tribe, river tribe, mining tribe, and the Jabari tribe. Mining. He's not from the mining. He's from the Jabari. Wait, Jabari? No, he's not, from, he's not from the Jabari tribe because the Jabari have the gorilla masks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're the mountain they tribe. The they're the mountain tribe. Yeah. And I forget that because it's not just a gorilla. It's be, when when they do the the fight, uh, T'Challa puts on the mask of Bast, and yeah. the monkey mask is a monkey god. I, yes. I forget which, which god that was. Um. But anyway, the uh, the tribes I loved the Jabari tribe, loved them. Oh, um, how they entered the fighting ring. I yeah, and and their entire cool. their entire. Uh, outfit and design. Um, the white paint coming off of them like it's snow, and the the pelts. I love everything about it, and I love that staff club so much. The staff club spear. Uh, and I particularly liked the uh, the merchant tribe, the the one with the discs in their mouth. I believe that was the merchant tribe or the river tribe. Oh, the one with the discs in their mouths? That was the River Tribe because uh, Nakia is part of the River Tribe. Yeah. I, I like the uh, the River Tribe because I, I I was always fascinated with those discs and I used to always see them on the History Channel. Um. So, Rob, in answer to your question earlier, the gorilla god is named Hanuman. Hanuman, right, that's right. I had to look it up because I could, see, I could say the words in my head, but for some reason they were blurring together and I was like, I need to go look it up. So I looked it up for you. Yeah. Hanuman. Um can uh if you want to continue, Rob, you looked like you had more to say before I interrupted you. Um and th- the only one that I was kind of mad on was the mining tribe because it, they didn't have much flair to them like all the other tribes did. They weren't as colorful and I, I suppose you would say outspoken, but then you I- think in their society, they'd be the most influential because they're the ones that control the vibranium. Yeah. 
I, I have to agree with that one. I mean, um, it's Rob. He knows comic books from beginning to end. Most, most, some, kind of. There's a lot. <laughs> You're putting a lot onto Rob right now. I don't know how I feel about it. He didn't deny a damn thing. Um, but if you're all set, stuff. Rob, or if you have um, more to add. Yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty much what I, I had. Okay. I didn't want to cut you off, so I want to make sure. Um, James. Uh, I feel really... Did, did you forget the question? A little bit. Okay. Tribes too. <laughs> what was your impression of the tribes that were in Black Panther? What was your first impression and the way they present themselves? Oh, honestly, like Rob, I was fascinated with a lot of um, a lot of the tribes' designs in general, especially even their their vibrant colors. That was the one thing that caught me, like caught me the most, and I think I loved was just how. A good majority of them all stood out in some visual way. And did you really change your name to I am Killmonger? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. I swear to God, on. if he says it again, like he did last week. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> but it was just like to see that as a representation in this movie. I'll be honest with you, like, I wouldn't say it didn't shock me, but it left me actually really excited and amazed because I was like, oh my God. And I was like, this is like actual real black culture and comic just boom in front of my face. And like, I'm just gah over it. Like, I was loving every moment of it. Like, I think every single time I watch this movie, I pause just at that scene just to take it in because it's beautiful to me. Of just seeing all of them there. Um, for me, uh, it was very beautiful to watch them and the boats go to the ceremony site, and you got to watch their little dances in each one. I like uh, how they treat it as a celebration. Yeah, it's absolutely. And then you got to see on the on the bankment um, where they would ha- hold the fight, all of the different tribes there, and they would announce themselves. So you got to see each one of their different outfits. Um, my favorite is Jabari. I'm like Rob that way. I love the Jabari tribe. Um, I love Mboku. <laughs> AJ, AJ and Will have heard me go off about Mbaku like a hundred times. I love Mbaku. He's my favorite. Um, I could say so many things about him, <laughs> but I won't. Um, but my favorite costume design has to be Border Patrol. Has to be the Border Tribe. Because the way that they did the costumes, like you, yeah, you can't tell that the cloaks that they're wearing are are meant to be shields until they hold them up. And it looks like they're meant to be out on the prairie, out on the, the farmland. Uh, so that's, that was really cool to me to and have you, that. You get, you get foreshadowing for that um, from Klaus because he says yeah. they weave it into their clothes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you do. It's, it's I just, Jabari tribe is my favorite, but the the border tribes outfits are just on point. Brings a whole um, new a whole new meaning to shield wall. Yes. <laughs> Megan, what was your impression of the tribes and how they presented themselves? Um, well, I liked it a lot. You know, piggyback off of you with 
you know, especially when you get to see them all on the cliff, you just get to see, you know, all the tribes there and, you know, that, you know, everyone coming together for this, you know, this one cause. And um, I also really like Mbaku. He's like one of my favorites. Just saying the name is fun. I think it's hands out. I think we're all Mbaku. <laughs> and then. Um, you gotta put a lot of phlegm into I, it. And then um, also, I don't can't remember the name of the tribe, but the one, like um, Rob said, with the, the discs in their mouth. The river um, tribe. Water tribe. Yeah. I thought I um, liked that too because I thought that it was like really cool that they actually used a real life tribe member for that particular tribe. Like, really? I think that was. I like, didn't know that. The most, yeah. yeah huh. Mm hmm. They weren't going to stick a ring in somebody's mouth, AJ. I don't know. I mean, it's it's like a plate. That, it's more they like could a plate. CGI a lot of shit. Oh, Dedication right. to the movie. Hell, they got rid of Superman's mustache. And true, but I mean, work. there are, you know, real tribes out there that do that. So I thought that was really cool. That is, I didn't know that. That's that's pretty cool. Hey, well, what what about you? James and I were talking about that. That they were actually real tribe members. Hmm. Good to know. I want. I like that little piece. one of those rhinos. It will be my pet. <laughs> we're not even at the rhinos yet, but okay. The border you know. tribe owns the rhinos therefore the border tribe is cool well will has spoken therefore we all must follow no that's just my did I, I did i say that everyone had to love them because they had rhinos no did i say i think they're the best because they have rhinos yes you, when you move into that house you're gonna get home and will's gonna be like you know how you said you wanted a dog well i won up that I got a I got fucking a rhino. rhino. <laughs> mm -hmm. His name is George. That you're going to come home to a pet rhino. Yeah, I already come home to a pet lizard. Listen, listen, do not throw shade at my baby boy. I it, I will sick him on you. Your baby boy loves me more than he loves you. So good my baby boy wouldn't hurt a fly because he's docile as fuck. Well, I'm just going to say flies. I'm just going to say phrasing. Can we all you know, nobody would have jumped to that. We all gotta get that. to jump on him. <laughs> uh -huh. So we're all gonna um, kill AJ tonight. Got it. So AJ, your thoughts on the tribes and the way they're presented before we get completely off tangent? Um, I, I'm just gonna raise my hand and say Mbaku, woo woo. But <laughs> I, I like the representation of how everybody comes together and i don't yes there is a fight but to me it's more of a ceremony of progressing wakanda my head. Mm -hmm. and um, i i love that all nations come together to progress who is going to be our next king instead of voting there who can kick the most ass and be the next black panther because 
to me, I think they hold the Black Panther higher than the royalty part of it. I, I mean, in some aspects, they probably do. Um, you guys ready for your next question? Sure. I need James to answer this question last. I'll take Black Panther for 800, please. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I need James to answer this question last because you just figured out what question is coming. What is your first impression of Killmonger? And did you like our introduction to him? AJ can go first. Shit! Okay. Shit. Um, oh, okay. That, that wasn't planning on going first. So here we go, everybody. Well, I just told you James had to go last, which means that uh, somebody else has to go first. I can go yep, first. And I, and I drew the short straw. So here we go. Um, I haven't bullied uh, you enough tonight. So this is my bullying you. Did true, true. This is true. I like how he pretty much goes where he needs to and traps who he needs to and gets what he wants. Granted, he uses a couple people in claw, which we'll get the claw because that was funny. You, you, you come here, come here, come here. I'm going to let you go. Just don't tell anybody. <laughs> Why couldn't you just shoot him right here? Because they make us look like amateurs. Spread but the, the shooting. I, I love how he planned all that out. And then there he goes on the gurney right into the ambulance. Like it was completely planned and it was completely planned by Killmonger. <laughs> Even the makeout scene in the ambulance was planned by Killmonger. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> Rob, would you like to go next? Sure. Um, uh- you get a lot of his characterization here, even if it's mostly subconscious. When he first introduced, he asks about the masks. And his his responses are pretty lame if someone was serious about, about their culture like that. Mm-hmm. But it makes sense. He doesn't care about anything other than what he is meant to be a Wakandan and a Wakandan king everything else is secondary to that oh here's this mask of oh this person until he gets to the mask then he becomes serious oh all this it ain't yours it's mine it's my people's It's, it's the people from Africa it ain't yours and I'm going to take it like you took it from us. And then you get the real feeling of who he is as a person. And it also shows a lot of um, prejudice on the terms of the people in the museum. Because they said, oh, we've been watching you since you've came in. You're going to have to leave now. Like, I, I barely caught that line the first time. The second, second time I saw it, I'm like, Wow dicks i mean turns out you were right to but he wasn't the one holding the gun (laughs) no he most definitely wasn't it was definitely the emt most definitely the emt EMT. granted he was the one to poison the chick she's definitely dead from poisoning well his girlfriend poisoned her i don't know he had the idea but his girlfriend poisoned her I forgot uh, about that. Um, 
Megan, your first impression of Killmonger. Ah. <laughs> Megan's well, dying. I... It's fine. It's because it's Michael B. Jordan. Listen, he's a phenomenal. Um, well, she wasn't going actor. <laughs> but no, like I like how he kind of, um, you know, played the um, the what do you want to call it? like the museum lady, you know, mm-hmm. asking her all these questions, but he actually knew the answer. And then when he got to like, you know, playing dumb. And then when they got to, you know, the Wakandan piece and he like shows her up, like, no, that's not what it is. This is what it is. And then, you know, like what Rob said, um, that they said they were watching him or whatever. And he's like, well, you're watching us so much that you didn't even know what you were putting in your body. And then that's when it all went down. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, it definitely shows like a, a sinister side to him. Mm-hmm. Um, Will? Yes. Impression of Killmonger. Ah, I see we have a smart ass here. We talking about Killmonger or Susie or both? That, that that is literally the first thought that went through my head when when Killmonger was introduced. When he was just one upping her, I was like, "Ah, uh, the smart ass villain." Here we go. <laughs> I was not disappointed. That makes that makes much more sense. I thought you were calling me a smart ass. I was like, "But I haven't smart assed anybody yet today." What just happened? <laughs> I've been focusing on wedding plans today. I haven't had enough brain power to smart ass anybody. Praise the wall. I mean, I'm facing. I killed James. There you go. I killed James. James got it. (laughs) Um. So for me, I I love museums. So the fact that somebody walked in and showed up, an expert at a museum, thrills me. But I was kind of like, "What are you doing? Like, what? What?" Why are you showing her up? You have an ultimate ulterior motive to this. What is going on? And you just watch like how his, his, um, like his plans don't, they don't get more elaborate, but they get more like, you start to see his ultimate goal at yeah. the end. And you're like, domino, oh. domino, 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 domino. Yeah. It's like a domino effect. You're like, oh, well, okay then. But uh, yeah, see no, his the first impression burn. of me, his first impression to me was, that he he actually knew what he was doing and not just, you know, let's fly by with this suit of my pants and pretend that this works. Um, James, I'm going to let you take the reins on this one now because... <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Following contest scheduled for one fall. I mean, they did have a one fall. I actually know they had multiple falls, but she was the first fall. <laughs> <laughs> he counted. Um, all right, for me, I just love this scene, especially with the introduction of a, like of a villain that like so many people little knew little of. But for your diehard Black Panther fans, they're like, "Oh, this is going to be interesting. How are they going to play him out?" So I love how he just walks in casually, you know, plays dumb, gets that. All right, don't trip. I'm gonna take off your hands real quick. And I love how she's like, "I'm sorry, it's not for chair. You know, it's not." You know, it's not for charity. And I love just how from there, 
you just you get the sense of what he's going to do for the rest of the movie not even like from there but then you get his honestly i'm going to say his his fucked up sense of like how he gets his shit done like I just love how from he like he played everything he played everything down to the T. I think I love that the most about him in this movie. He was he impressed me right off the bat. Like I literally from there was like, all right, I'm sold. I'm in. I love this. Let's go. Um James. Yes. I'm only gonna make this comment because looking at your background and I'm thinking about you describing this first scene, and I'm going, Oh, wow. Oh yeah, a prince that he deserves his throne, yeah. He, he is a real-life manifestation of Vegeta, and he plays a better Vegeta. Oh, oh okay, that explains it. I wasn't going to bring it up yet. <laughs> <laughs> I told James he wasn't allowed to explain the picture, because I knew why he picked that picture. Everybody else knew know why he picked that picture. So, since I, I, just looked at the, picture. I just looked at the bullet points, and it's not one of the bullet points... We talk about T'Challa being perfect cast casting as Black Panther and Chadwick Boseman. Do you think Michael B. Jordan was perfect casting as Killmonger? Um, I mean, have you seen that person be a lawyer? Like, holy shit, that movie was good. There's a bear I shit mean, in the woods? Uh, no, okay, usually in my saying, kiddie pool. But, um, AJ, Chadwick Boseman being perfect pick for Black Panther is not among the bullet points either. Okay, so oh, two birds, one stone here. Oh. Just saying. Just saying. So two birds, one stone, You're people. Fucked. Out of all the casting in the MCU, Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan, Tony Stark, and Chris Evans are all perfect castings. I mean, if you knew what he if you knew what uh, he looked like in the comics, you might not have said it so well. Yeah, but. How well they like Hulk Hogan? How well? (laughs) Yeah, but what I'm saying is how well they portrayed the character in the movie. Oh, phenomenal job! Because I cannot. Yes, Chadwick Boseman was Jackie Robinson. He was James Brown, but I cannot see anybody else be T'Challa ever again. Um, Will, what's the movie that Donald loves? With Michael B. Jordan. Uh, Just Mercy, the one where he's the lawyer trying mm-hmm. to pardon the people who got wrongly accused. So, I mean, every time I watch that, it's amazing. God, it's freaking amazing. And every time I watch Just Mercy, because Donald has it on every time I watch, every time I'm there and it's on, um, I keep going, I can't believe this guy played Killmonger. Apparently, he was also in the HBO movie of. Um, Fahrenheit 451, I think. Oh my god, it's so good! Everybody, yeah, I think he was. I think it was the main character in that. He was. He was the main character. Oh my god, it's so good. I mean, he he did also play Creed in uh, uh, oh yeah, he is Creed. I totally forgot. You were talking to the girl who would never watch Creed. Oh, I'm sorry, Susie. I understand, but those movies are so good. It they are so little about the sport. And more about the character development. I understand, but just no, I can't. If you're not, yeah, but if you're not a fan of Rocky, it should not be a reason of you not watching these movies. I just not I my. I try to watch them on TV, but every time I go into it, I get where it's halfway in the movie, and it's like, dang it! 
Why do I always come in halfway in the movie? <laughs> well, I have the movies bought. You know, we could have a movie. Oh, I want a movie. Okay, night. we are off subject. We need to get back on subject. Susie, next bullet point, please. Okay, so we all know that Killmonger beats... What, to be off point, Will? Yeah. (laughs) And then I went, shit. (laughs) Um, We all know that Killmonger beats... Beats? I'm putting beats in quotes for a reason. Um, Because there's a quote later on in the movie. T'Challa that I reference. um, Beats T'Challa for the title of Black Panther. Um, But specifically, my question has to do with what is your your meaning what did you take from killmonger's dream and the reason why he burned the flowers by the way there's killmonger the original first appearance of him no he looks like tito jackson come on get it right (laughs) (laughs) um who would like to go first sure fuck it i'll do it okay you volunteered this time i didn't have to bully you yeah Well, no, I guess nothing but love from this corner. I guess I'm bullying myself here by going first. I get it. Uh-huh. See how it is. Uh, I really thought it showed his ego. Pretty much, I'm going to be the next and only Black Panther ever again. Okay. Because why else would he burn the rest of them? He's never going to surrender it. He's never going to have to take that serum that strips the power away from him. So he pretty much killed the bloodline with him. With what, about his, what about his dream? Of, Well, that is something we see today, and I'll let James go into more. But there's so many issues o- across the world that all he wants to do is his is his kind or uh, that wrong wording and I do apologize he just wants everybody to be equal and he's tired of being oppressed so that's I think his motive and he's tired of it and he's like screw it we're taking it now quote Alfred some men just want to see the world burn well I think see this is what it goes back to the beginning if T'Chaka takes Killmonger, pre-Killmonger, I can't, Ed Stevens, Edward uh, Stevens, Eric. Whatever, Eric Stevens, and takes him along with his father and, and explains to him, this is why, this is what happened. And instead of leaving him, we have a different story. Or we have the same story, but it's worse because T'Challa never got the chance to even be Black Panther. Mm. And to- I I can understand. I, I, I can't say I can understand. I can see where where Killmonger's coming from with wanting to bring arms to everybody else because he's tired of the people being oppressed. So that's that's my thing, and he can lead as Black Panther and he's gonna be the only Black Panther. Um, so I'm just going to piggyback off of you because I don't want to forget my thought. Um, 
because what you said about the flowers, um, I don't think it's so much that he wants to be the only Black Panther. I think it, he wants his kind to be equal. And so he doesn't want anybody else. And he also doesn't want any uprisings. So he doesn't want anybody to have the chance to beat him. I, I, I really could, think I could he, see that. Be, he wants to be kind of like a dictator. And, you know, he has all the powers. So why have the flowers? It's going to be me having power, absolute power. It's a dictatorship. Like I, I'm not having, any I can revolt. see it. I can see it being answer. both ways. Like I can see you being very mm -hmm. correct, but I could also see my end of it too. And it could be one in the same. Um, but for me, the dream, um, the dream was more for me. It wasn't that he wanted to follow in his father's footsteps to um, free the oppressed. It was, it wasn't his time to rule. It, it wasn't his turn. It wasn't, he wasn't destined for it. And that's why he was shown what he was shown. He was taking the throne for the wrong reasons. So instead of visiting, I see that too. instead of visiting where T'Challa visited, which is where you're supposed to go, as far as I'm aware, according to comic book lore, um, he didn't, he was shown something completely different because it wasn't, he did it for the wrong reasons rather than doing it for bettering people he was doing it because he wanted power i will say he did go to the astral realm um because if you look through the window you could still see the trees in the background where yeah the, where the other royals were other royal bloodlines were but he was excluded from them mostly because his roots were not in wakanda his roots were in Oakland. Yeah. So his tree was uh, separate from the grove. Yeah, that's. I never noticed that. I did. I mean, you, ne you never saw the, the the trees in the background. Well, no, I, I saw that, but I never put two and two together like that. Yeah, you never noticed. Why are there African trees in the background of Oakland? I, I noticed it, but I thought it was Bass showing him, like, because if you listen to what his father's saying through it, like, I don't know. I always got the impression that that wasn't his path. Also, proof that there are other gods besides Asgardians for the future. Mm-hmm. I want, I want Anansi. <laughs> Give me Anansi. Anansi the spider. Um. Rob, did you have anything else to add about the burning of the flowers or his dream? Um, it's I, I go with what uh, Bilbo Baggins said um, that it was he was trained to do this. It, it was something that was ingrained into his mind. Destroy the lines of succession. Mm -hmm. It was impossible for anyone else to be king, to be Black Panther, to be anything better than what he is. And the dream sequence is more his father lamenting that he has made this. So that he, that he wanted his son to become something better. He, he literally says, I should have brought you here sooner. Mm -hmm. To clarify for our listeners, because Rob just messed with my, my whole brain. 
when Rob says Bilbo Baggins, he's talking about the CIA agent. Yeah, because, I, because I, for I don't everybody out there, he's talking about the CIA agent. He is not talking about legit Bilbo Baggins from Lord of the Rings. He plays Bilbo Baggins from Lord of the Rings. Rob just messed with my brain. I had to think about it for a minute. I'm fine. I'm good. Continue on. Otherwise known as the token <laughs> white guy. Yeah, he is the token white guy in this movie. Um, Rob, did you have anything else to add? <laughs> yeah, uh, in the in the dream sequence, you see the father looking down at the son that he had and the son that has that he that he had become, and his overall lament that he failed as in in his part uh, to free him of shackles of oppression, shackles of oppression, and to he failed to give him his home failed to bring him the wakandan sky and that he laments that he had to take it for himself to even yeah. see it and he and i i love the line i fear that you may still be an outsider to them even though you are of my blood yeah, just, it just go just go to say that no matter what, I was his name Tapaka, his Wakandan name. I'm looking. Uh, Give me a sec. Yeah, okay. but AJ's looking it, it up. It just um, goes to show that no matter what, he would have been an outsider, regardless of what anyone says. It Ninjaka. It just starts with an N because his father's name was Njobu. Yeah. And they, they follow a tradition. Are we looking for Killmongers? Yeah, yeah Killmongers. Killmongers yeah. Um, so the CIA <laughs> agent's name is Everett Ross. Because it was bothering me that I was calling him CIA agent and I knew his name. I'm still going to call him uh, Bilbo. That's, That's not... fine. You could call him Bilbo Baggins, <laughs> but I wanted to make sure the listeners understood that we're not talking so, about, we're not mixing the the rings in here. I'm not even going to try to say that. So I'm going to post it in our chat and somebody with better word knowledge can say it because okay, my well, English. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> Inja, I can't say it. I'm going to call him Ninjago. Okay, Ninjago. 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 You sure? That's what I was going to call it, and I wasn't going to fuck up. And it's why I didn't <laughs> say it. Okay. Uh, who would like to go next? I'm going to vote for Will because nobody's speaking. Ah! Okay, we got off on a tangent there, and I kind of forgot what we were talking about. What, were we, what was the question? Killmonger's dream and him burning of the flowers. Do you agree with all of the opinions that have already been presented? Or do you have your own opinion to put forth? Yes. To all of it. Burn the flowers. <laughs> Listen, I have to break. Yes, this is my job. Especially after you send me weird texts. You're welcome. <laughs> In the oh, middle so you take, of recording. You take the, you take the Kylo Ren approach. Listen, Destroy you want the past, power? Kill it if you, you have want to. no one else to have power? You gotta burn the flowers. Flowers give power? Gotta burn the flowers. 
moving I right along. Dick, but I'm burning the flowers. Susie, Susie, I think you have the issue I have, but your face is getting red. Yeah. Won't tell you why my face is getting red because it's awkward to talk about in the middle of the freaking stream. Oh, I thought your mic was getting too close to your face like mine was. No. No. Mine is, we need to hurry this along. Ah. Ah, so who's next? I'll go last. Okay, so Megan. You always go last, James. <laughs> we did. Oh, nope, 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 <laughs> nope. I'm not going to make that joke. I'm not going to. That's wrong. That's fucked Megan? up. And I'm Megan, sorry. stop us from going to hell. Please talk. <laughs> So I agree with everything that was just that was previously said. Um, but you know, going into uh, I don't, the state he was in and seeing his father with the tear, to me, it made me feel like he was crying because this isn't what he wanted for his son. He wanted better than for him to take his rightful place, if you will, a different way and not this way. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can keep talking. <laughs> what the... And we look at the screen. <laughs> oh, look at me. I'm Mickey Mouse. Oh. I feel like if things went a bit differently and he actually, uh, and you know, Killmonger was actually able to go with his dad to a con, you know, Wakanda and see and everything, maybe things would have been a little different and he, you know, he wouldn't have. Uh, you know, had to go about getting what he wanted, you know, this particular way, but. Yeah. I pretty okay. much agree with everyone. James. Um, so first off, I fully agree with Rob's whole entire statement about him burning the flowers. He was taught to eliminate a threat before it even becomes, it, becomes an issue. And for me with the dream, it was, I felt like, he was, in his opinion, he felt he was doing the right thing. He felt like he was seizing the throne. He was taking his, he was taking what was his. his father, yeah, his father's told, told him stories of the land of milk and honey. And he said, it's my time. I deserve this. But his father felt if he would have showed him the right way, then maybe this wouldn't have happened at all. But he still feels as if it would have been a fail nonetheless. And that's why when you see him cry, he's crying because he misses his father. But his father is crying because he's missing the full point of everything in general that was happening. And that scene right there, I, Damn think, it. I think that scene in general oh, right there shit. is very powerful. Like, I mean, you, you saw shit. You just saw literally right there, I failed my son. And now I feel like he's not learning from the mistake at all. He's now become something 
far worse than what I wanted him to be. You know? See, I want to piggyback off of you, James, real fast and add one more thing. The scariest villain is the one thinking they're do the, doing the right thing. Oh, yeah. They're, they're mm. the Bane. I can't believe and you fucking like, took a picture of that. <laughs> and it's like... I understood where he was coming from, where he's like, yo, I want to help the oppressed finally stand up for something. Yep. But then you saw where it went horribly, like horribly fucking wrong. Like you well, saw it took, it, a, it took such a huge left turn. I thought they were going 200 miles an hour at Daytona. Hmm. <laughs> That's funny. You're a like, funny yeah. guy. Okay, so if everyone's had their turn, we will move along to the next question while AJ does something did it disappear i had to go get the, the foam piece it, it fell off my face and rolled across the room um, <laughs> hey, and you said like, and you said move along and all i heard was america all american rejects in my head okay so my favorite quote in the movie is as you can see i am not dead um and, and i never healed it and the looks on the warriors' faces when they realize that Tatala is still alive, which means that the challenge is not completed. Um, what was going through your mind as you realized the betrayal that was happening at the beginning of this fight between between the um, I cannot say the warriors' names that protect the king. So I'm not even going to try. Can't say it. Diane Malache? Uh, yeah. Um, and then turning on Killmonger. And then the, the border tribe attacking T'Challa and getting in the middle of a challenge. Um, so what were your thoughts, views, opinions on that specifically? Just that betrayal. Who would like um, to go first? Sure, I'll I'll do it again. Okay. So I um I really thought that the Dora Milaje turning on Killmonger, as much as they I'm trying to phrase it right, T'Challa never yielded and he never died, so he never technically lost the throne. So they, sh I don't think, had a problem with. All right, well, Killmonger, you technically didn't win so we don't support you completely and you are not gonna you know hurt our king because this challenge is not over but i think what hurt t'challa the most was his best friend siding with killmonger wakabi yeah right, that's I will, all i got <laughs> i i will never forget the the, the look of the look on Wakabi's face when he realized that Okoye was not backing down from this fight. She's like, I will do anything to protect my king. What are you doing? You would and kill me, my love? Yes, yeah. I would. Where Wakanda? <laughs> if I had As you, yes. <laughs> that is literally the, the biggest thing that goes through my head when I think about the amount of betrayal that happened during this 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 whole scene. Um, 
Rob. All right. Well, the 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 betrayal of the uh the 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 hot bald chicks. Adora Milaje. Yes. Thank you. I'm just going. The reason why I'm here. (laughs) Um, are you okay? (laughs) Hot ball chicks. I'm never letting you live this down. (laughs) And man, they made me realize hair and everything. Okay. I was gonna say the scary hot ball chicks, but anyway, um, with the pointy things. Pointy things. Anyway, the they were uh. You got you got a a foreshadowing of this during the first uh, fight uh, for Succession, where the Dormirage uh, fought. As they they were part of the spear wall or the phalanx or whatever it was that was slowly encroaching on the fight between him and Makabe. Um, or Makobu. Mbaku. Mbaku. Thank you. Fuck. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but they they also foreshadowed this in the opening scroll where they showed all the tribes fighting one another. They came full circle. The hubris fulfilled itself. And now they had to reconcile it. Um, And the fight itself was very well choreographed. And I love, again, the, the the, the shields were awesome. Uh, Don't but forget the, the rhinos. Yeah, well, we'll get to you. <laughs> I was going to say, just talk about the betrayal right now, because um, if that's your favorite fight, we are going to talk about uh, that. It, it's not, but um, the the betrayal itself, I a part of me thought, you know, Killmonger had to have expected this to happen. How many times have these governments that they've taken down and put up as puppets been systematically taken down as well. I mean, in most circumstances when like the CIA gets involved, takes down a, a nation, nation's leader and installs a puppet, that puppet invariably falls eventually as well. And I'm wondering what made him think this was going to last even for as long as it did and again it's hubris i don't think he meant it to last in that per se i think he meant to stay king i think he just wanted to do as much damage as possible Mm. Mm. hey you're the one that said it some people just want to watch the world burn yeah he's like sephiroth he he learned to hate one thing Started hating a lot of things, then he started hating everything. That's a very good Makes pull. sense, James, doesn't it? That's why you like pull. him so much. Because he's like that emo bitch. <laughs> Who did we just throw shade at? Because I feel like we threw shade at like eight different people there. <laughs> well, I there's did. six of us, so. All right. So who's now next? We'll take it to James. Uh. <laughs> First off, fuck you. Um, <laughs> I actually want to say, like, the betrayal was actually quite interesting to see. It was just a lot going on. 
you saw how like they were just willing to kill each other and like it was i would say it was quite terrifying honestly in my opinion because that's just like holy crap they were just like yeah nah screw all this crap we're fighting now and also during this we get one of my favorite lines said by killmonger and i quote all that challenge shit it's over with (laughs) and then going directly i like how you did the mannerism too I'm gonna have to. <laughs> it's just a really great fight. We got to see the tribes like literally. We got to see what a lot of the tribes, like, their fighting style and what they do best in this scene. You and just tossing bitches. Oh my god, left and right, man! Like, dude, you hit the floor. Bro, he was just like, yo, my hands are ready to eat for everyone. Come get some. Like, walking <laughs> <laughs> in like Sauron. Megan? So for me, I know when I was watching it, I was, you know, telling James that um, for me, it was like, you know, it was interesting to see them kind of like, you know, fighting your own people it's like you're really going to stoop that low to you know fight your own people and then um, the civil war right after civil war yeah holy shit <laughs> and then also with um um, um rhino breeder um with him that sounds kind of creepy when you say it like that well i can't remember his name I can't remember his name, so I'm just going to call him Rhino Breeder, because that's what he was. He was breeding rhinos for fighting. Makabe? Anyway. Am I saying that right? Makabe? Or rhinos. Probably Makabe, sure. however you say it. Hold on. We're going to take it to, uh, our, to our translator. AJ, was I right? Makabe? Sure. Why not? All right. Ten points on the board. <laughs> ten points <laughs> to Gryffindor. So when you look like at Makabe, he's obviously going to go with whoever the king is. But I also think, too, it was more down and more of the fact of Killmonger did what T'Challa couldn't by bringing the, the, the guy that they've been trying to capture for so long, actually bringing him back. Hey, he cheated, though. He was and, working with him. Hey. Well, yes, but he still... he. You remember in there, um, T'Challa was telling him that he slipped through their fingers and, and he was like, you couldn't do the one, or uh, you couldn't do the one thing your father couldn't do either or something like that, but Killmonger mm-hmm. could do it. So since he did it, now he's going to follow Killmonger because he could actually do what nobody else could and bring back the prisoner they were looking for for a very long time. Years. So I want to bring up one more thing, and it's going to be a slight backtrack, real fast. How about nin- nin- shit, the Jabari tribe guy, <coughs> Nimbaku? How about his face Nimbaku? turn right there when he w- shows that he actually is preserving T'Challa's body and his life? Oh, what a face turn, huh? Guys, you got anything to say about that? Because I think that was a 
that was a shock to me, to be honest with you. Like, I didn't think T'Challa was dead, but I wasn't expecting that. James, looks like you got to throw something right there. I have one thing to say. You keep talking, my people will eat you. I'm going to feed you to my children. I I have to say, I really love that scene because you have to admit it. We, I, this is once again something I, I, I feel like it goes without saying with any of the Marvel movies. I love how we get we get either a dark scene or a very serious, like rough scene. And then the best way to remedy it is by either having a character say something comedic, like on the level of either something sarcastic or dark humor to kind of like, you know, ease the tension going directly into either the, you know, said final battle or, you know, the deal, whatever, like they're dealing with. And bringing him back in and having him kind of just be like, yeah, he's here. We had him. Do you, do you guys want a cookie or something? And they're all like together, you know, you have my sword, you have my axe, you have my bow. Oh, are, are you done? Are you done? <laughs> you're, you're literally boring me. Like, I loved it. Like, I loved it so much. See, I can make a Lord of the Rings reference too. <laughs> like, anybody I, else want to throw anything to that? Well, going back, like, to that in that part where T'Challa was asking like asking M'Baku if he you know could help him and fight alongside him and M'Baku was like no but then once you get to the fight where you know everyone's fighting against each other you see a change in M'Baku and you see them coming out to help fight mm-hmm. it was like wasn't expecting that one See, I think that was more of a... Like, he might not be fighting for T'Challa. I think he was more fighting for Wakanda at that point. Well, he still put his, you know, his own self-ego and pride aside to, you know, come in and still help fight regardless of whether it was to help T'Challa or just for Wakanda in general. Mm. So... Our next bullet point, unless Susie wants to hear what we were just talking about, and she can throw her two cents in. Sure. It was uh, Ninjaku saving um, T'Challa. M'Baku? Yeah, that guy. M'Baku? Yeah, yes, yes. Sorry, try. My bad. I think, it was, I think it was more that T'Challa earned M'Baku's respect. That's why they came out to fight more so than any other reason. Complete um, face turn. And it was the fact that yeah, it was it was baby face it was primarily the fact that T'Challa looked at him and you know talked to him like he was a human being, and none of the other kings had been out there since they separated themselves. Your and T'Challa was like, you. "We need to change." So our so, next uh, our next bullet point that we're going to get to, which as I'm scrolling through is how do you feel about Killmonger's death? I'm not volunteering as tribute here and going first. So somebody take your pick. Aye. Okay, James. Aye, aye. I felt it was a poetic end. He died. I want to honestly say as he lived, just as like, you know, he came in with a bang and he went out 
with a bang nonetheless and not in the like he went out still fighting for what he believed in you know so like that final scene where you know he's talking to him and he's like do you want us to save you we can save you and you know he's just like bury me at the sea because my ancestors knew that you know yeah that, for bondage yeah like that whole entire scene like sorry it was just like saying it was actually just like holy shit that scene meant a lot to Killmonger's character, but I th- it was either, I think it was Lantieri, Mike, last episode, Marvel can't keep their good villains alive. Mm-hmm. But I kind of understand Killmonger on why he went out like that, but I would have loved to see him. I think, I think Killmonger and T'Challa could have I don't want to say I want to say they earned each other's respect with that because T'Challa gave Killmonger his last wish to just let him die and just let him finally see the sunset or sunrise I think it was sunset Sunset. Uh it it, it sucks because I think Michael B. Jordan could have done a lot more in future movies if they would have left him alive. But that death scene was very impactful, especially with the quote that James just read out. <clears throat> so next. Um, to piggyback off of you, um, I wish they, that it was more like um, what Aquaman did where yeah, his brother, um, you know, they had this whole fight over who's going to rule Atlantis. Um, but, like, he spares his brother. And his brother ends up going, you know, into the jail and, you know, didn't kill a perfectly good villain. But yet, you know, he's still able to go and talk to his brother and see what he thinks could be done better to help improve the the um country so i feel like they should have done something similar to not the exact same thing but something similar to that and i think that would have um been a little bit better but that's just me next uh i'll go uh it's it's sort of like the opposite of dc you live longer uh, be here long enough, you live to see yourself become the villain. In mm-hmm. Marvel, it's li- if you're a villain and you live long enough, you'll live long enough to see yourself as a hero. This has been a running thing for their entire thing. Like, I think right now, holy shit, Von Doom is a hero. So, I mean, if and Loki. Loki was everything's another. a parody off of each other. Holy cow! Von Doom and Loki flip flop, so they go back and forth between villain, being a villain. Yeah, and but being in, in, in Marvel, big show. in Marvel here in the MCU at least, uh, Loki became a hero, ish. And I feel as though if Killmonger had accepted, he would have become the hero he wanted to be fighting against the oppressors because in the beginning of the movie where he froze um he was 
fighting against the militants that were kidnapping people. They were doing good. They were just doing it on the low. If he had, he could have been what he wanted to be. But I think he was so far down into his own darkness, he couldn't see that path anymore. So his end was perfect. It was the end it needed to be. But he could have been the hero he he wanted to be. I have nothing to add to what Rob said. So um, That was amazing, but, Rob. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, Spot the fuck maybe- on. Fuck this! You're going first from now on. Sounds off of it. Um, <laughs> piggyback off of it. Anybody want to add anything to Rob's? No, Rob's carrying the whole weight there. Rob, yeah, Rob's Rob, Megan, Rob, actually, get in there. Did a perfect. Rob, question for you. So, did you find it actually ironic that it felt like it was the beginning of the movie again with the father killing the brother? Or the yeah, holy the, shit! The brothers yeah, they. Yeah. It does come full circle again. Exactly, the the cycle completes itself all over again each time, just without the claw marks. This time, you know, a spear right through the chest. Holy shit! Mm -hmm. Or as you would say, a fang. Yeah. That and that he he takes the spear out himself Mm -hmm. in almost like ritualistic seppuku, just just. And that takes a lot of willpower yeah. to do. Because that, that fucking hurts. That was in his sternum. That's going to leave him back. I'm also bothered by the fact that he compared himself to the slaves that jumped off the ships. Because, I mean, he's not wrong with his analogy, but it was a little heavy handed. Yeah, I, I I think it was um, on a, a bit on the nose, but it was right for him to say because throughout this entire thing, he had been this essentially slave to war. Mm. It was all he knew. It was all he could do was fight, and if he was under uh, basically internment from T'Challa. He would never be free. At least in his own mind. Yeah. So he chose to free himself. Yeah. That's that's a really good way to look at it. And I I got nothing. Yeah. Rob literally Rob. hit every point that was going through my head. <laughs> <laughs> you you have been anointed king tonight. I don't know. It's just um, very hard for me to believe that he's actually dead. Like I just I, mean, I can't. I mean, he did kill over. Something's telling me he's not. Megan, this isn't I, Star Wars. We saw the body it. die. <laughs> it's just a gut feeling. He's not like it's very hard for me to say, but it's it's just a gut feeling because he still uh, was in Black Panther mode. And technically, those yeah, suits but- are supposed to take a lot of damage and channel the energy in. I mean, I Mike's know. character so, was supposed to take a lot of damage, so, but he ended up dying in D and D. Hold on, this is um, Megan. To to um, the spear wasn't blocked by the Black Panther suit. It went straight through his heart. 
it basically it severed his aorta? Um, technically not. <laughs> it went through the it sternum. Went <laughs> yeah, it went through Megan. the sternum. <laughs> Megan. You get my point. I get your you point. You don't need to correct me. If you want to get med- medically accurate, it really didn't, but... <laughs> Megan? <laughs> Megan? She's a nurse. <laughs> like, just, just just, stop correcting me on this one because you. I'm just correcting a point you made of the Black Panther suit couldn't have saved him. They were in the Sonic Tunnels. Yeah. It went through him before the Black Panther suit could protect him. So he would have bled out in the suit. <laughs> Actually, he probably would have bled out before he even take that thing out because it wasn't fully staunching the the wound. Internal bleeding. Yeah. It probably well, hit like yeah, a like a stomach and a gallbladder. It's still stopping something. That's why he was still talking. Cause yeah. I thought it was plot, but okay. Will, you got anything to add to that? No. And what is thy next bullet point, uh, Susie? Uh, favorite fight. What is your favorite fight in this movie? And there's a lot of fights in this movie, so what is your favorite? That's not fair. <laughs> James Fair. <laughs> you would know what fair is. And we're going to start with Will. Uh, the initial challenge in Baku fight. Why? No powers, no nothing. Just mano y mano, motherfucker. Language. Fuck you. <laughs> hey, corner, time out, 10 minutes. <laughs> on my screen, I am in the corner. He's got a point there. He's on, in the corner on my screen, too. So, uh, Rob, what's your favorite fight? The chase scene with Claw, uh, with Claw, because I don't know if you ever saw Claw in the comics. His name is Claw with a K, and he just has mm-hmm. an arm cannon like a fucking Mega Man villain. <laughs> <laughs> so I really like the adaptation of it being a prosthetic limb that comes out like a fucking mantis blade. Um, I like the Mega Man reference. That, that was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he looks... I will get the damn picture to show what he looks like. Please don't do but that. Yeah, um, <laughs> in a, I, I really like that whole... It, it was just an awesome car chase scene, and it showed off all their abilities relatively well um, as, a, as a first superpower fight should. It was a yeah. glor. It was a glorified Black Panther Fast and Furious scene. Oh my god, he's stupider than I remember. <laughs> Wait, was that to me? No, 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 to Claw. I was gonna say, I was like, well, you hit that nail on the head too, pal. Um. So while Rob is looking for that picture, Megan, what is your favorite fight? So I my, I actually, so I like the beginning fight with um, Mbaku and I also like the one with Killmonger and the reason being is because of the fact that it's 
it's showing, like Will said, it's, you know, mano y mano, but it's showing, you know, his power alone, not with, you know, the Black Panther inside him. So it's just hit like, um, like, you know, his own willpower and fighting spirit. And, you know, with nothing else backing him up, just him alone. But also, um, a thing to point out is between both of them, in the one with um, James knows where I'm, where I'm going with this, because he pointed this out to me. Um, but in the first one between him and Mbaku, if you notice, it's like very sunny and bright, um, which, you know, represents, um, you know, T'Challa's, uh, you know, upbringing and his, um, you know, his future being bright and, uh, you know, him taking the throne, but then with Killmonger, it's very dark, um, you know, signifying, you know, the end of his reign, if you will, and the beginning of Killmonger. Um, I think it also um, has to do with how rushed everything was. So, like, his his fight with M'Baku, they had planned that ceremony and all of that stuff. Um, but, like, the fight with Killmonger, it was rushed, so it probably took place, like, later in the day, so it was kind of symbolizing, like, an ending of something rather than the start of something new. Exactly, the yeah, the ending of T'Challa, the beginning of Killmonger. I also was looking for metaphors within it, so forgive me. <laughs> I keep getting his crotch. <laughs> While you work on that, James, what is your favorite fight? So my favorite fight starts in the club in China and leads to the car chase. I actually really enjoyed all of that. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you this the song that just went through my brain because ah, there he is. Better not be Tokyo Drift. Oh please! No, don't. no. There's claw. No, it it has the words in this <laughs> club in it. That that's all I'm telling you because it's inappropriate. That's fine. Like we've had not hit inappropriate like millions of times on the show already, but okay. Yeah. So James. Also, too, um, the reason why that's my favorite fight is I love that he just blasted Chitala and um, you see him like fly with the money. He's like, I made it rain (laughs) and just runs off. And I was just like, okay, this is how I love a good fight to start with just I love Andy Circus. I was like, I just loved how the fight just started off on just so like on such a crazy abrupt and it just ended just as crazy as all car chases in the middle of town square. (laughs) I mean, it was Bilbo Baggins versus. Gollum, so I'm never gonna be able to see this now. <laughs> my, that's not my favorite fight scene, but my favorite part of that fight scene is when he gets in the car. Why don't we turn on some music? What is this a funeral? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So AJ, what is your favorite fight? Him and Killmonger, Ooh. because once Killmonger like strips, he's got like the full like Victor's ass thing of every kill confirmed kill has a notch and 
I don't. I'm pretty sure they focus on T'Challa when he sees that, and and when he's told that, he's like, "Fuck." Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and it's such an intense fight, and honestly, watching it the first time, you don't know actually where it's going to go. And when he, when T'Challa gets yeet off the side of the cliff, you're like, oh, um, he's not dead, right? You didn't see his body. We're going with Star Wars here. You didn't see his body. He's still alive. I mean, he wasn't cut in half or anything, so. This oh, wait. Is true. This isn't Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> but he did he did get, you know, yeeted off of a ledge. Um, um, that cloud, basically. It's the best you're going to get. I have an uncomfortable number of cloud pictures on my computer now. And they're all staring at his crotch. Yep. Yep. Susie, what's your favorite fight scene? My fight actually has to do with the picture that's behind my head. Um, my favorite fight is, believe it or not, it's part of the ending fight where it's the um, Dora Melange versus Killmonger and Nakia and Shuri join in mm. um, because up until that moment like yeah you, you see Nakia fight in the first opening but we really got to see the extent of what all Nakia has been trained to do and Shuri who's not a fighter like clearly not a fighter through the whole thing shows that she can those she rings are badass. Weapons, weapons specifically designed for her. And you like, I just, I love how badass the women are in this movie. And this, that particular fight just shows how badass these particular women are. This whole movie shows how badass women can be before they even get to Endgame. Yeah. And it's just, I love it. It's, it's a great feeling for me. And the fact that they, like, Nakia full on took on Killmonger with the him knowing he had taken the Black Panther flower like full on like full speed ahead took him on so I mean it's just that's it's my favorite fight for that reason can I go first for my favorite character sure yay because my favorite character is Shuri other shoulder Shuri um (laughs) Because she has the cockiness of Tony Stark, but she seems like she's a little smarter than Tony Stark, but she doesn't have the um, assholery of Tony Stark. Oh, you brought me another white man to fix. <laughs> yeah, oh, you brought me another white man to fix. Like, oh, fuck, Shuri. Okay. And when she's like, when he walks in with his sandals, she goes, what are those? Why are you wearing open-toed shoes <laughs> in my lap? Like, what are you doing? Like, she tells the king off. She has no... No chill. No chill. Love that. So, like, she is just. Are you recording? Fantastic. For for research purposes only. Yeah, for research purposes only. Um, Will, what's your favorite character? Uh, uh, Shuri. Did you just say the first one that came to mind because it was the last one I said? No. Okay. Tech. 
wasn't the rhino? Oh my god. <laughs> Listen, the rhino is my favorite animal in this movie, but it's not a character. Does the rhino talk? No, he doesn't. Therefore, he's not a character. He's a rhino, and I will give him hugs. But the rhino is a pet because he does lick um, Okoye. Yeah. Yeah. Therefore, I will give him hugs. Rob, who's your character? Uh, I'm split between either Clow or um, T'Challa. Okay. I, I think I'll go with T'Challa. Okay. They they really got his characterization down. Hat. They they managed to turn the what was like a hundred chapters. No, not a hundred. Like twenty chapters, uh, volumes of comic books into one movie of uh, of his origins, and they they did a phenomenal job making sure he had the right amount of complexity. And humanity uh, to go along with it. Okay, yeah, no, I, I can agree with Lucky that. Lucky pros. We never yeah. freeze. Um, Megan, do you have a favorite character? Well, for me, um, it's kind of a toss-up. So I like Cherie because, you know, like you said, like she's a badass, but she's also a smart ass too. Like just with the remarks that she says or whatever like she's she's just hilarious but i also like um the um like the head guard okoye um, okoye yeah okoye yeah i like her i like her too because she just has like just something about her especially in the scene um in china the uh of course it is the um the fight scene in China, she had the hair on, and and then you see her just like it was like fuck the hair, I'm done with it. Ah! <laughs> and then she just kept fighting. That was, it was funny. I I have to agree with that one. Uh, AJ, do you have a favorite character? So I'm actually gonna go with shit. I can't think of his name. The Jabari tribe guy. Mbaku? Mbaku. Mbaku. I was just looking at it too. That's the messed up part. Um, AJ? No, it's, yes? Take a shot. I will after I'm done talking. Okay. Um, he's my favorite character because he wants to fight for his tribe and he does it within the rules of Wakandan nature. But he takes what T'Challa says to heart. Yield, your people need you. And he never forgets that and saves T'Challa when he needs saving, which starts the, I don't want to call it the rebirth of Wakanda because there really wasn't like a, a rebirth to think to it. Um, it, it starts T'Challa's rise back to power. Mm-hmm. And that is what needed to happen. And there's so much character growth within this two and a half hour movie with so many characters. So that's why I chose him. Okay. Makes sense. James, favorite character? Okoye Killmonger. 
I already know why Killmonger's favorite. Why is Koya your favorite? Bruh, she proved why she why she is one that had like like the head in general of that whole entire like of her troops and to Melage. Bruh, she got oh, shit. Oh yeah, done. she said take a shot. <laughs> but no, that was like two. She really got it done, and I was, I just loved her attitude the whole time. Just take no shit. Every single time she was in a scene, she's just really, we're really gonna trust them. Cool, yeah, be nice. <laughs> yep. Did he freeze? <laughs> like an antelope. In headlights. Um. Oh. Susie's fault. <laughs> it's always my fault. I've accepted this. Hey, AJ. Oh, shit. Yes. Who do you, which character do you think had the most prominent growth in this movie? I like when I make AJ's face go, God damn it, woman, you make me think. Prominent growth. I'm going to say T'Challa because he's Black Panther at the beginning, but a very young Black Panther. And throughout the movie, he learns how to be Black Panther and also to lead. I was elected to lead, not to read. That explains so much. Uh, James, <laughs> your turn. It explains a lot with the damn show. T'Challa. <laughs> Definitely not the girl. For the same reasoning as AJ, or? He, he definitely learned that being king is not as easy as he probably thought it was going to be. It's going to definitely have some bumps in the road. Or a river. One of the one of the best lines in this movie has something that I think helps T'Challa grow more is when he's in the what's the wor- world called when he takes the uh, the ancestral realms and he's talking yeah. to his father again mm-hmm. and he sees his father and his father says a father that doesn't prepare his son for his, his own death. death has failed as a father and I think that really set with T'Challa. Because everything T'Chaka, right? T'Chaka, T'Chaka. Yeah, T'Chaka. Did was to teach his son how to be a king. And I just noticed Rob changed his fucking name again. It's been like that for 20 fucking minutes. (laughs) It's now Robbie. Moving along. Meanwhile, character progression. Who had the best one? And go. Not right now. I can't tell if I. He's just not talking. His mic is muted. Da, 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 it was muted. I'm literally like yelling "womp womp" into the mic and all this other shit, fucking berating all of you, and no one heard it. <laughs> You know how much gold I had? Fuck! <laughs> it was T'Challa, but fuck! 
Rob, you can go now. I'm not sure uh, what one, I hear. I hear what, what would have come out of his mouth. <laughs> um, interesting enough, uh, Wakanda as a character. Because honestly, Wakanda itself changes. Sure, T'Challa leads it, but the people follow it. Um, and we see yeah. that kind of in the in in uh, I think it's in Infinity War and Endgame, more so in Endgame because the technology everywhere has progressed, and you can tell that they've done their part. Yeah. Um, and it's the the entire nation itself has come to an understanding with itself. It, there's a, a mass reconciliation. Um, something in the Godfather that's often put out is uh, you often have to get rid of the bad blood. And uh, yeah. with Killmonger coming in, he, he showed everyone their worst side. And they were allowed to see that side, recognize it, and then excise it through T'Challa in order to move on to the world stage. Because before this, it couldn't have really happened. So yeah, that, that, that was mine. Oh, very good. Very good. Very good. Very insightful. I oh, never yeah. even <laughs> thought... I never even thought about using Wakanda as its own character development. That right there opened up so much. And before I send it over to Megan, um, Will, so I'm just throwing this out there. You went so potato... I have a different tone, but when you go potato, does it make this noise? No. <laughs> Are you sure? No, when I go potato, my mind doesn't realize it went potato because I did it subconsciously. Like I turned I turned my mic off not even realizing I turned it off. It's okay. I did it last week when you weren't here, so. Yeah, eat shit then. I'm sorry. They made fun of me then, so I, I poke fun now. You still make no, because I didn't make fun of you, and there's the difference. But we's a family. Here's my thing. Uh... Oh, that's a lot of crotch. Megan. Oh, shit. <laughs> you stop swatching. <laughs> we got a head claw up there. So much crotch. Why? Megan, it, we're going to cut to commercial just... break while Susie makes fun of me. Yes, Susie? Oh, <laughs> Um, so what's with the floating microphone? I'm sorry, what? What's with the floating microphone? <laughs> because I don't have I mean, a stand if, for it. If if it keeps floating, I mean, you're going to accidentally turn it off. Fuck you. <laughs> Megan, you can go now. Uh, I really don't know how to answer this question. This That's is what I don't think I can answer. Okay. Because I really honestly don't know. I mean, I think each one has their own progression in their own way, but it's very hard to just pinpoint one person. So, um, while I do agree with what you're saying, what was your... I'm trying to phrase this correctly so you can actually answer and pick somebody. Well, while you think of how to phrase it, I'm going to go. Okay. Okay. 
Ross. Agent Ross. Ooh. I just made AJ look at me like I had four heads. So, I mean, I'm doing pretty good. Why did you change your background again, James? That's dope. Do they expect nothing less from him? Did you not see that coming? I no, I didn't see that coming. I'm sorry, it was too quick for me. I must be getting old. <laughs> but I'd have to say uh, Agent Ross because, like, he he in the the scene in the China fight, he plays everything by the book, and they take him back to Wakanda because he gets injured because they can heal him. They can they can make him better. And you see that he realizes that there's a bigger picture. Mm. So he kind of, you know, he helps the Wakandans. He didn't have to, but he helps the Wakandans rather than calling for like the CIA or FBI or anybody to come. He helped the Wakandans in Civil War is the first one. Yeah. With not mentioning to anybody that the Wakandan prince or king is running around in a vibranium Mm -hmm. suit. Cat suit. <laughs> yeah but like you you can see Rare. that like he he didn't realize how advanced their culture was until he went there and you know so he he really he grew when he understood and he was able to help them where i think like wow. ideally he probably wouldn't have done so no under normal circumstances 100 percent correct if there wasn't a any sort of relationship already in between Ross and T'Challa, I don't think any of that happens. But because right. there is a relationship, I think, yeah, there is a lot of story growth with Ross because he gets taken to Wakanda, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm completely brain dead on how I was going to mess uh, reword that for Megan. So, Did that help you at all, Megan, or... Yeah, it's just, it's still hard for me to answer because I'm not very sure. Okay, it's well, that's fine. One question you... that I really can't answer. Well, that's, that's fine. That's okay. There is so um, much character pro- I mean, progression I do agree because with... it's a... Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. it's, it's, it's a hard question to answer and not everybody can. And that's Because everybody okay. gets character that progression like, in this I, movie. I do agree with what everyone else said. It's just a hard question for me to answer because I'm not very sure. Like I um, said, everyone has their own progression in it, so it's very hard to just pinpoint one specific person. Yeah. I mean, so I guess the... if I ha- like, I guess if I had to, maybe Mbaku only because of the fact that it, like I was saying earlier, the fact that at first, he didn't, um, when T'Challa asked for his help, he didn't want to give it to him. But then in the fight with everyone, whether it was for T'Challa or for Wakanda, he decided to put whatever it was aside and come and fight and help. That's a good one. Nobody else mentioned that. That was, that was a good one. Um, so for the final question of the night that everybody has to answer in 10 words or less. I hate these 10 words or less things. All right. Dicks, 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 vagina, dicks, dicks. 
No, no. When the hell did you 10. just turn into Paul? I did it in 10. <laughs> but I didn't ask the question. Ah, oh, shit. Um, you did not form where, it in the form of a question. Where do you think Black Panther will go from here? No, I realize that Infinity War and Endgame have already taken place. But I'm thinking more like for a Black Panther 2, where do you think they would go from here? Mm. AJ, you want to go first? Can mm, you do it in 10 mm, words or less? Miss Cromwell. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, Shiri. <laughs> Shiri, 100% Shiri. Shiri. She gonna build her own suits and whip some crazy ass. <laughs> if, if, I... you, if, if you think T'Challa's suit was badass, her making her own suit is gonna be so badass it's gonna make Tony Stark's what mock is he on? Well, he's dead. He 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 built his he built his own casket. Oof. He's not dead yet in this movie. Yeah, but he's dead by the time Black Panther two comes out. But still, also, AJ, I said ten words or less. That was way more than ten words. Fine, Shiri. How about one? That's fine with me, James. Ten words or less. Let's go. Countries feuding, like the whole entire country feuding again. 